0: pasa
1: What happens when I die? What happens when I die? What happens when I die?
0: What happens when I die? 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 What happens
1: when I die?
0: Uh, so the paranormal stuff, yeah, what is your what is your interest there? Like what?
1: So growing up, I've always had like experiences with the paranormal. Uh, like as a kid, I would see and hear yeah. stuff that you know, normal people wouldn't. yeah. And as I've gotten older, that kind of um, kind of, I would say, you know, left a bit. and um, but I came across, I came across a group because my my house. In Temple, we were having some some stuff go down, me and my roommate. And um, so we got a hold of this paranormal crew, and they came in, and they investigated. And Mm -hmm. I got to talking to them about how, you know, I've had a lot of experiences. And I did, you know, some investigating off and on in San Antonio. And they're like, oh, well, come on by. Do some stuff with us. And if we like you, we'll put you on the team. And sure enough, they liked me. They put me on the team. And, whew, yeah, that was. what
0: like first day on the job what did you did you see anything like Uh, how long did it take
1: so the first uh the first investigation that i did with them was at the beltonian theater in belton Mm -hmm. um it's like a 101 year old historic theater and uh, it was a public investigation so there were other people there um but yeah there was a few things that happened some whistling that you know came from you know nobody uh some good evps that came through uh me and my roommate actually we got some really good evps where there was like a like a pig noise and there was some uh something cussing at my roommate they did not like him whatsoever so that was really cool Mm. uh but this group in particular that i worked with they primarily do demonic cases Interesting. So, I have seen some wild stuff. Yeah? <laughs> yeah.
0: What's one thing that like really sticks out to you?
1: Uh, it would probably have to be like my first demonic case that I did. It was a place out in Waco. I'm not going to disclose the name, but uh, it's a place where people pay to go, mm. and they have multiple buildings on the on the uh, on site, and one of the buildings in particular was having a lot of like really rough. <laughs> activity going on so they called us in and we were in one of the rooms there's probably about four of us and i saw a mounted camera get picked up fly across the room uh we got some evps asking for sacrifices particularly a dog sacrifice um the electronics that were unplugged were going off banging on the walls uh, saw green orbs clear as day fly across the room, and I got scratched
0: Oh on my
1: lower back. A big giant X. And yeah. Whew, yeah, yeah, yeah. That...
0: Scratches I, like, <laughs> from my from my like passing interest in paranormal investigation. Like scratches is like the big like yeah. demonic signature. Oh yeah,
1: yeah. It yeah. was. Um, I was the only female there, I believe, if I remember correctly, and it was it was picking on me so. Yeah. Yeah, but I wasn't against the wall or anything. I had two sweatshirts on, and all of a sudden, I just felt like somebody put out a cigarette on my lower back, and oh, I was like, Jesus. "Oh, we got me, got me!" Pulled yeah. up my shirt, they looked, and sure enough, I had a Jesus X mark. Christ. And yeah, that was probably the craziest, one of the craziest of things I've experienced.
0: Do you ever worry about that stuff like following you?
1: Um. Yeah, we had a lot. You know, we. After each investigation, we would do like cleansings and stuff, mm-hmm. you know, sage, and then I'd go home and like sage, you know, my entire house. Um, and I, I had I had a few things follow follow me home, but you know, once I did the cleansing, yeah, and whatnot, you know, it was yeah. nice and quiet. But That's good. yeah, I, I kind of had to leave though because it was getting a little too crazy. Yeah, and I saw that it was like messing with my everyday life, so I was like, mm, I'm probably gonna take a step back for a little bit. And, yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Once you, I've, cause so uh, I'm, I'm like really big into the occult and really mm-hmm. into high strangeness. Yeah. And like, when you give room for high strangeness to come in, sometimes like if you give it an inch, it will take oh yeah. miles and miles.
1: Oh yeah. From you. Yeah, yeah, and it it messes with you know your daily life. It messes mm-hmm. with the people that you care about and you yeah. love. And so I was like, mm, <laughs> we're gonna put this on yeah on hold for a little bit because. I saw where it was kind of doing that.
0: It's always neat because you'll get some cool stuff. Like the moment I started diving into the occult is when I started getting like UFO phenomenon experiences. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, like that's really cool. Uh, And then I would get like, weird phone calls in the middle of the night and okay. they're like oh okay like this isn't cool this isn't yeah you're like mm, yeah. never mind <laughs> yeah, yeah getting yeah. text
1: messages with like your house <laughs> like <laughs> yeah. i'm outside you're like okay yeah. yeah
0: getting phone calls from myself like <gasps> my phone number and i'm like it
1: was your phone number yeah oh yeah, that's wow happened a couple of times that's crazy
0: where like i know people can spoof phone numbers i know that that's a thing but the synchronistic of, like...
1: Yeah, but, like, who would do that? Yeah, I mean, yeah,
0: like, I don't know anybody who would just want to fuck with me like that, mm-hmm. so it was kind of, like, a sign of, like, oh, okay, maybe, like,
1: stay away <laughs> I, from that
0: side of the occult. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. and, I mean, I, I... And, I mean, I've had a lot of wild experiences. I've seen exorcisms be performed, you know. Yeah, I've what was a, that like? It was really... It was interesting. Yeah. yeah. it was really interesting. I think one of the last cases that I worked... Um, it turned out that some blood sacrifices took place on the land. Um, there was like a like a witch coven that lived down the road, and yeah. they came on the uh, this residential's property and they sacrificed their goats and their sheep and stuff. Uh, so there was a lot of demonic activity associated with that, but it was going towards the kids and attacking and oh, attaching to geez. the to yeah. with the kids and the kids. Uh, one of the kids in particular weren't at that case, but. They were at their dad's house, but I think, like, they knew something was going down. Um, The mom didn't tell them that we were there, but he was calling, like, every two minutes, freaking out about how he felt sick, and he was throwing up, and it was, like, blue and green, and yeah, it was crazy. Like, it knew. It knew, but um, yeah, we performed an exorcism on all the members of the house, and then uh, I think they did a uh, separate exorcism on on the younger boy, so, but...
0: With that stuff, where does that leave you? Like, in your view of our Abrahamic religion, are you somebody who like do you believe in like the traditional Christ story because of it? Or
1: um, so my relationship with religion is a little it's a little strained. You know, growing up, I was um, I was raised Baptist, mm-hmm. and um, as I got older. I just didn't agree with a lot of the church, uh, what they stood for. And um, so my views on religion are a little bit different. So I don't – being in the paranormal, you know, you see see, like the evil aspects and it kind of makes me wonder, you know, is there a God, you know? But how I view it is just if there is somebody out there – me and his or me and their relationship is all that matters you know i don't feel like i need to go to church to you know to withhold that um that relationship um i kind of just you know i view myself as my own god kind of you know i'm at the end of the day i only have myself so i live my life the way that i want to live it um but i don't know i've I've definitely thought about it you know being in that field you kind of ponder and you think about yeah you know aspects like that but you know, i really i really don't know
0: no so there's no definitely so like a deist kind of like it's something
1: yeah i there's there's definitely something you yeah. know i from my experiences but just trying to pinpoint what that something is is yeah. kind of where i'm like eh, you know um but is
0: there a an event that you would say was like the big catalyst for you getting into that kind of stuff
1: um, I don't know, just like growing up and having experiences and seeing stuff and hearing stuff as a child, you know, I, you know, when you're little, you don't understand. Mm-hmm. And then it got to a point where I got older. And I kind of, I guess, like, would say, you know, quote, unquote, shut that off. Um, But I think it was when my dad passed away in 2012, when I kind of started getting back into that paranormal, because I, I guess I wanted to kind of understand death and if is there life after death you know will i see my loved ones when you know i die and so that's where i kind of got more into that paranormal aspect to kind of you know help me understand Mm -hmm. more of those you know those fundamental questions about death uh so yeah
0: has it changed like do you like what what is your view on death now with all of that stuff
1: Oh, it's very interesting. So, you know, I've had some experiences as a child where um, it kind of shaped my views with death. Like, I, you know, I have a bit where uh, I've been shot and, mm-hmm. you know, I was seven when that happened. And that was like the first moment where I realized, OK, well, death is actually a thing. Yeah. And that kind of shaped my views regarding death. Um,
0: yeah, that's got to be like a big. For such a young age, that has to be like a really big. Big kind of yeah. awakening.
1: It was it was traumatizing. I mean, like it's still to this day. You know, I have PTSD when it comes to when it comes to loud noises or guns in general. But mm-hmm. um, you know, when that happened, that really kind of helped me understand. Okay, well, you know, death is a thing. But I always, you know, from that moment when that happened, I always associated pain with death, and I think that's what scared me the most. Yeah, um, is that pain associated? And I mean, that's not the case with everybody. You know, yeah. not everybody you know experiences pain when they die but you know for some people they do and I guess that's what kind of really amped up my fear when it came to death was like oh no it's painful um yeah but yeah I had that experience and that kind of shaped my views regarding death and then when I got into the paranormal that kind of you know I don't know if it necessarily like influenced or changed my views regarding death you know to an extent. I mean, it kind of it kind of opened up my eyes. Well, like, well, you know, I've seen some stuff. Yeah. I know that there is something. Yeah. But I don't think we'll ever fully understand what that something is until we close our eyes and draw our last breath.
0: Does it, do you feel, because like we were talking before recording about the anxiety of death, mm-hmm. does getting into paranormal stuff help you? Does it quell that anxiety at all? Or does it heighten it?
1: yes and no so it it does definitely hide in it especially when you're dealing with like the darker stuff Mm -hmm. oh i would always get like i would always dissociate and like shut off when when some stuff was going down um because you know when you experienced that form of evil you know you're yeah (laughs) you're just like no but um yeah, it did it did kind of it does amplify the anxiety a little bit, but you know, it kind of it also eases the mind too because it you know, it does help you think and wonder, you know, there is something after this. You don't necessarily know what, yeah. but it kind of gives you that peace of mind, you know. Yeah. Um, but I mean my my fears, my anxiety with death, it you know, is just it stems from other, from other sources, so.
0: Yeah, like, in what sense? Like, so, for me, I just can't, and I don't think most people can fathom the idea of just, like, gone. Yeah,
1: yeah, Um, and I mean, that's kind of what I, growing up, what, you know, I had a lot of anxiety about, but it's more so more so with me it's the the fear of not knowing what's gonna happen after we die and how am i going to die Mm. because you know since i was shot that's very painful would not recommend 10 out of 10 would not recommend uh so i have a lot of fear of you know dying from you know a gun inflicted wound um
0: which i mean in this the state of this country completely
1: (laughs) This complete, is Texas. Yeah,
0: completely <laughs> understandable. If it's
1: not cancer, it's guns. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I guess it's more so like that—that that fear of like, how am I gonna die? You know? Yeah. Because uh, death can be a very traumatic. You know experience for some people you know you got to think about people with cancer or like terminal illness and stuff like that you know I've had some very close people with me that have gone out that way and I've seen you know what that does to them and it's it's horrifying yeah and I can't imagine going through that so um yeah I mean my anxiety is more so you know how am I going to die and you know what happens after we die
0: you so uh I had Jeremiah on a couple of episodes ago Mm -hmm. and he asked the question would you rather know how you're gonna die or when you're gonna die what for you what
1: for me 10 out of 10 how am i gonna die yeah yeah because i mean i you know i know that my time on this earth is very limited uh, you know, I could die today. I could die a week from now, or yeah. 50 years from now, and I'm okay with that. You know, because I've I've accepted that, and I'm I'm living my life how I want to live it up until that point. Good. Um, you
0: have to teach me how to do that. So. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so I mean, with like comedy, it helps. You know, yeah. and getting out there and just experiencing life as it comes one day at a time. That that really helps me. Um, but yeah, just knowing how I'm going to die that would probably ease a lot of my anxiety and fear
0: (laughs) yeah i understand that i'm definitely i'm definitely a when just because like knowing knowing the set date a lot easier to plan Mm -hmm. like just everything around it you know somebody's like hey you want to hang out like next week and we'll be like "Ooh, i die in three weeks (laughs) like mm. (laughs) yeah so, like, we can move that up if I have time. Like, here's, like, a hundred things that I need to do. But <laughs> yeah, my bucket to, list. Yeah, I'll yeah. try to fit you in.
1: Oh, my gosh, that's funny. Yeah, I mean, it would be cool to know when, but I don't know. I just feel like if I were to know when, I would just be so fixated on counting down those days. Yeah. And just, I I would be a nervous wreck.
0: Yeah, see, I, I feel like I wouldn't, because, like, I would do things like I'd just walk out into traffic. I'll be like, it's not February 14th, 2089. Like, let's go.
1: <laughs> uh, true that, true yeah. that.
0: I'd be able to, like, try everything I've always wanted to try, like cocaine. I would be like, you, yeah, yeah, there you <laughs> I'd be go. Like, I can do this Could've now. mean. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was like, I can do this now. I'm not afraid.
1: Yeah. Oh, man, that'd be crazy. I mean, yeah, that'd be kind of cool. I...
0: So I really if you're comfortable with sharing it, the story of being shot. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah. Like I mean, to...
1: I've, uh, I have a video on my Instagram that reached 1.2 million views yeah. and I talk about it a little bit.
0: Oh, okay. I thought it was like <laughs> the video of you being shot. And I was no, like, whoa, no, 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 like, That's impressive.
1: Heck yeah. I'm the next, uh, offset or whatever his name was. Oh, yeah. rest <laughs> in peace. RIP a real one. Yeah. Uh, no, but, um, I was, was seven. Was it a dice game? Th- yeah. <laughs> I was shooting those dice. (laughs) Yeah. No, it wasn't a dice game. I wish. I would have been a lot cooler. But um, I was seven at the time, and I was living at an apartment complex in uh, the temple area. And I was riding around on my bicycle. And these two older boys, I think they were about 13 or, you know, around that age, they had um, what looked like, you know, now, I didn't know at the time what it was, but uh, a handheld pistol. Mm Mm-hmm and um they pushed me off my bike and they said that we're gonna kill you you're never gonna see your mom again and then they shot and the bullet came at an angle and grazed me on my right ankle jesus and i when that happened they seemed like they were really really scared like they didn't know that it was you know a real gun or whatever so I think I think what had happened was that they got a hold of one of their parents' um, pistols, yeah. thought it was a toy, and then turned out not to be a toy. So after that happened, they uh, <laughs> they you know they obviously ran for it. I didn't know who these kids were, so they ran, and I kind of hobbled back inside, and um, I was like, "Mom, they shot me!" And of course, you know, my mom's like, "Oh, I don't believe you, whatever." But yeah. now she's like, "Oh, yeah, it makes yeah. sense." So I was like, "Yeah." So. Uh, nothing really happened of that situation besides my uh, my 22. Um, how old am I? 25. I was seven. Yeah, my uh, my uh, like 18 years of PTSD. Jesus Christ. <laughs> so yeah. Holy shit. Yeah.
0: And like nothing came of the two boys mm, or. Mm-mm. Jesus. No cuz at the time dude. I think
1: at the time you know my mom just thought it was like an airsoft gun or like a BB gun. You know, ob- you know, a 7-year-old coming up to you like, "Oh, I've been shot. This yeah. isn't that." You know, my mom's like, "Well, you're fine. You know, I I obviously had, you know like a gash and whatnot but i was like no it was painful and it was loud and yada 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 and my mom's just like okay whatever but you know the more we've talked about it and the more she realizes how bad my ptsd is and uh how i've explained the situation she's like "Mm, (laughs) i'm sorry
0: (laughs) yeah Um, yeah because like from granted like this is my first time hearing the story but it, it just it sounds like you were shot by two kids yeah like, yeah. Like...
1: yeah and in my bit in my bit i i talk about how i was shot by an angry white man but yeah <laughs> just to seem a little cooler but it... <laughs> yeah, yeah
0: yeah yeah but it
1: was uh it was two 13 year old boys with a nine millimeter or whatever so
0: Dude, that's insane
1: yeah and it whew, it really it messed me up yeah like so... how
0: if. You don't mind talking about that a little bit? Like, I mean, we were talking about loud noises Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. But, like, does it, like, did did you get any death anxiety from that? Do you get?
1: Yeah. yeah. I mean, I, my number one fear when it comes to death would probably be to die of a gun-inflicted wound. Yeah. Uh, Just because, you know, I've experienced the pain associated with it. Yeah. um, Would not want to go through that again. But you know with the ptsd it really it really messed me up for a long long time you know growing up i was you know being autistic and (laughs) having ptsd loud noises you know awful for me especially like loud sudden popping noises uh being around guns you know if people are talking about guns i kind of just shut off um and even being in like public spaces you know especially with like on the news hearing about all these you know mass shootings and whatnot there was a good couple years where i couldn't go to movie theaters i couldn't go to college because i you know I had to take online courses because i couldn't be like in a classroom setting i would have horrible anxiety the whole time um you know just going to public spaces like that concerts and whatnot Uh, and then finally you know i got to a point where i got older and i was like well (laughs) yeah you know gotta start living your life so i forced myself to kind of get out and you know i still you know to this day when i go out i check all my exits i know do you, yeah, I feel that. I, yeah, I, definitely, I got a plan. So.
0: I, I mean, like when I'm at work, if, mm-hmm. they're, like, if I'm doing a menial task, it's playing over like yeah. escape routes in my head. Exactly.
1: Just... Yeah. I mean, that's how I am too. Every time I go, because, you know, I'm in Austin like four times a week going to yeah. comedy events and I'm going to, you know, downtown Austin. Um, always got a plan. So. Yeah. Because you never know. People are crazy.
0: Do you think... Mm, has it have okay yeah i'm gonna ask this question even though it's kind of weird well so first off i just i wanted to crack a joke be very ironic if you were like stabbed (laughs) like it would be so funny
1: yeah i got (laughs) a story
0: okay i'm excited
1: no so i i hung out with (laughs) i don't know if he's gonna listen to this but i hung out with my with my ex a couple days ago and we were in the kitchen making breakfast and he dropped the knife. And when he caught it, he accidentally stabbed me in the stomach.
0: Oh my God.
1: Uh, and I had like a little mark and he felt so bad, but that's hilarious. It wasn't, you know, anything like that, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. but oh my God, that would be funny.
0: Yeah. that Okay. That's <laughs> it's good to know. You just had that experience. I ju- literally,
1: does. literally like last week or whatever. On Tuesday.
0: Uh, does uh, do you, uh, the question I was going to ask is um, do you feel like any benefits came from being shot? Yeah. Do you think like PTSD? But do you think there's any kind of like f- um framework you now have in the world that you you know, and maybe not at the time, but you have come to discover mm-hmm. is is a benefit.
1: Well, you know, I I guess one benefit is I became real big into like uh, gun safety. Yeah. Um, advocacy and um, stuff like that. And, you know, I, I've done some speeches regarding that and, you know, hey, guys, lock your guns up because, yeah. you know, this is what this is what happens. So, you know, just kind of getting the word out there and, you know, informing people. I think that's one good thing that has happened. And um, and I mean, I guess in a sense too, kind of instilling that that cautious nature in me. Is something that you know i think we need nowadays yeah so
0: that alertness yeah that
1: alertness you know realizing that in today's society that this is a big issue that we are dealing with and Mm -hmm. you know people need to be more aware and um you know i'm i used to work in a school and you know they teach the whole you know hide, hide fight yeah whatever it's called and you know i i think that's good that they're they're you know, enforcing that a little more in the work setting and schools and stuff. Because,
0: yeah, I actually me and Adam talked a little bit about this. Oh, really? On okay. His episode and um, my big thing when we go over that at work is I always let my coworkers know like mm-hmm. they're on their own. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like
1: I am leaving you. Yeah. I am sacrificing you. I am saving myself. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Because Adam always brought up, there's always like that one dude who's just like, I'm gonna be the hero. If that were to ever happen yeah yeah. and it's like nah dog like
1: uh, yeah I don't know I I you know I've thought about maybe getting my my hand my handheld license uh you know just because I'm in the process of moving out on my own yeah you know (laughs) funny story uh you know last week I got um a crackhead um tried robbing me in austin i was what kind of
0: life are you do you want
1: me do you want me to tell you the the past like two weeks yeah everything that has happened all right so to start things off all right on a tuesday um on tuesday october 18th my ex left me that following Saturday, I was in Austin walking to a comedy show, and a crackhead came up to me, tried stealing my purse. He ripped my bag, ripped my shirt. I, like, my, messed up my uncle, my uh, uh, my knuckles trying to beat him off of me, and he finally gave up and fled. All right? That was Saturday. The Sunday after, the day after, I got in a car accident.
0: Jesus. So,
1: uh, yeah. And then... Two days later, on the following Tuesday, I got sexually assaulted in a club in Austin. Jesus.
0: Right? Okay.
1: Right? Okay. <laughs> and now, I might have cancers. So, <laughs>
0: so what I'm hearing is everything's coming up Chloe right you, now. I, you know, everything... I'm i starting
1: to think I'm not God's favorite. You know, <laughs> natural selection is trying to take its course. Yeah. Uh, but a few good things have happened. Maybe two. But you know we're thriving we're trying what are the two (laughs)
0: good things share the
1: uh so uh monday on halloween i made kill tony i was the closing comedian
0: congratulations thank
1: you that was a very cool opportunity very cool experience and then i got a new job that will financially support me on my own so awesome Mm mm-hmm so yeah
0: those are both good i I think I'm not going to say they completely weigh out no, the other two. No.
1: Things.
0: <laughs> I would say it at least weighs out the car accident. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe 70% of the crackhead attack.
1: <laughs> yeah. I held my own, man. Yeah. You know? Um, Which,
0: for people listening, you're smaller so that's impressive
1: yeah and you know and I got to talking uh to a few of my friends too uh, some of my girlfriends they were like it happens a lot it's happened to them yeah uh so now in Austin I don't walk alone I always make sure I have my friends with me I'm normally with uh Scott and Ben I know you know them Uh, so they normally walk me to my car thank you shout out to my real ones yeah
0: no i need to get them both on here especially ben before ben leaves yeah whenever that is
1: i don't know he's probably going to be down here for maybe a few more weeks Mm -hmm. um he's still kind of you know seeing seeing things out but yeah i know for sure he would love to do this i know he's got (laughs) he's got some experiences that he could share
0: from the from the couple of interactions he and i have shared i'm like you're very interesting and yeah have a lot of history yeah so. we
1: got that one thing in mind that he yeah. can talk about um but yeah he would be he'd be a good guest he's got he's got some stuff that he can talk about
0: yeah so with the do you mind if we talk about the cancer stuff
1: no my, by all means uh if my mom's this i haven't told my mom
0: oh stuff. well this it, won't be up for like another month
1: oh beautiful okay (laughs) that gives me some time
0: yeah i I record i record way in advance okay beautiful yeah you have enough time to break it cool and if you haven't just send her the link to this episode (laughs) and be like hey i have some news hey
1: mom by the way your daughter might die yeah around the 30 minute mark that's hilarious check this out what (laughs) how are you feeling about it I I don't have any feelings towards it. I'm kind of just shutting that out right now. Okay, yeah. Uh, But, yeah, uh, I guess, you know, to the people listening, what's kind of happening in my case is that I have a mass in my leg uh, that was kind of getting bigger, so I got it biopsied um, just to make sure that it wasn't cancerous. And um, I got my results back, and they said that they didn't find any cancer cells in the biopsy that they did. They did a needle biopsy. But, um, my white blood counts pretty high, and I've lost like fourteen pounds in the past two to three weeks. So, um, I think our next steps are gonna be doing a more um, you know, intensive biopsy or just removing the mass in general and kind of just weighing yeah. things out. Um, I mean, so far, you know, the biopsy that did come back, not showing the cancer cells, you know, high good hopes, sign. good yeah. sign. Uh, but yeah, just kind of play it safe. Make sure you know yeah. nothing's going down because um, I don't want to really deal with that right now.
0: Yeah, no, I would say like so as somebody who like has also who deals with trauma and mm-hmm. like a lot of a lot of the similar things. Like it's very easy to correlate like the weight loss to depression or yeah just some sort and, of thing, and, and that's like... what I
1: thought too I was like you know the weight loss it could be you know from the stress of mm-hmm. everything that I've <laughs> been going on the past couple weeks <laughs> yeah yeah um or and, you know whatnot or you know it could be health related but you know I always try to find the positives you know and I always try to stay positive and be grateful for you know what I do have yeah um so like right now I just kind of I'm not thinking about it too much. I'm going out and doing comedy. That's how I cope, you know. Yeah. I'm, I'm joking about the situation. Uh, so
0: That's good. Yeah. That's, I mean, know, that's that's all I have yeah, right now. <laughs> coping mechanisms. Yeah. I mean, well, yeah, when that kind of stuff hits, coping mechanisms are yeah. like the best thing to have. Yeah,
1: it does help. It does help a lot. So, that's just how I've been dealing with it.
0: Yeah. It so you were saying you've had you you've had like friends and family members who've gone through like similar things mm-hmm. and that was the kind of thing that take that I, I assume took them out
1: yeah yeah so um like my great-grandmother in particular she had alzheimer's and she that's how she eventually died and just kind of watching her over the years deteriorate and oh, not yeah. know who she was and um who we were you know it was very it was heartbreaking and it's you know it's sad t- to think that your body can turn on you like that yeah <laughs> it's it's really scary and uh you know my my grandfather he um he had skin cancer and they 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 figured that out and they got you know he's okay with that r- right now but he is in the early stages of like dementia and stuff and
0: oh man uh,
1: but he's on medication that's been helping him a lot so that's he's been good. he's been doing good um i've had uh some friends have cancer that have passed which is pretty rough um, i've had a lot of friends pass away <laughs> you name it car yeah. accidents uh i had one friend that got shot i've had a few friends that got shot and passed yeah. away that way um so
0: it that stuff i had a friend at the uh, not the beginning but maybe a couple of months into the pandemic uh took their life um i don't know if you know the story of the person who i'm not gonna say where it happened mm-hmm. or you know what? i'll just i'll cut it out because like I'll just believe it. Yeah. But the individual who uh, leapt from the building in Downtown Temple, I don't know if you've heard (gasps) about that. Yeah.
1: Wait a minute. Was that the one that was shooting... At the people, different person, different person. Different person. Okay. Yeah. There's a lot. I don't know of if people. you've heard about that one. No, I haven't heard about that's that one. That's interesting. So I had a paranormal case that was that took place right next to that that hotel building that they yeah. that's under, under construction, and supposedly a few years back there was a guy that climbed up and was shooting down at the people at O'Brien's Pub, and then oh, during the process he slipped and fell to his death. He oh. didn't hurt anybody. He didn't kill anybody. Yeah. But. Uh, and I was like, "What the heck? They never broadcasted this. They never." That's had- crazy. Yeah, yeah, I they didn't know it- that. Yeah. yeah, no,
0: my friend just jumped.
1: Wow. No, I didn't. <laughs> I haven't heard about that. Yeah. Was this recent?
0: Um, 2020.
1: 2020. I'm sorry to hear that, man. Yeah, yeah. So
0: it's having people just like blip out of existence is always like.
1: Hmm. No, and I mean I feel that too because you know I've had I've had some friends take their lives as well. Um, had one good friend in high school who. Who just went home after school and just yeah. shot himself, and then you know, my dad passed away in twenty twelve of a of an overdose. So that oh, was pretty man. that was pretty you know, yeah, traumatic. Um, going through that, so
0: how does stuff like that shape your relationship with death?
1: I think I think it shaped a lot of my relationship with religion. Yeah, I was very very upset with you know if if it's god or whoever is out there you know just trying to like fathom how something like that can happen to a person that you love and care about so much um so that really that's where like i kind of took a step back from religion at one point yeah um how it shaped my views on death it just made me realize that we have a limited time on this earth and you never know how somebody's going to go yeah. and um it also helped me appreciate and you know keep the people that i do have in my life close to me
0: yeah.
1: um you know and, and it's hard because being you know autistic and i have a hard time like texting or reaching out to people or like calling people Mm -hmm. i get like just real weird about that but you know i try to you know stay close to the ones that i love and care about spend as much time as i can with them because you never know yeah and i you know when my dad passed away i had a lot of regrets after he passed away like man i wish you know i you know my parents are divorced and so he lived in temple i was living in san antonio so i didn't get to see him as much you know, growing mm. up or didn't get to spend a lot of time with him. So when he, you know, kicked the bucket, I was like, Wow, you know, I really regret that I missed out having that time with him. Yeah. So now I make sure to <laughs> To have hang, time with the have time with the ones that yeah. I do have in my life and be grateful for, you know, everything that they do for me and yeah. vice versa. So
0: It's definitely difficult. My partner lost her mother in twenty seventeen. Mm. Mm-hmm to i believe it was neurosis of the liver
1: oh wow it just
0: one day she's fine next day yeah in a, a hospital bed on um and it really i don't want to speak for her as an outsider just watching
1: yeah
0: her and her relationship to everything like i mean the only way to describe it is it fucked her up for like a good year oh
1: yeah
0: a good year oh yeah just yeah. Nothing. Like, my partner was not there for no, a no. year. We talk about it now, and she's just like, I don't remember that.
1: Yeah. With... And it it does. It does mess with, yeah. mess with you. Like, when my dad passed away, he literally passed away two days before I started my freshman year of high school. Oh, man. So, like, that first half week, I wasn't even there. I, yeah. you know, I was dealing with his funeral and stuff. But it really messed me up for a long time, and I became suicidal. I actually... I uh, tried killing myself shortly after. Um, uh, was it 2012, 20, 2012, 2013? I tried to kill myself and was un- uh, you know unsuccessful obviously. Yeah, which, <laughs> thankfully. <laughs> thankfully. And then yeah. again I tried in 2016, but that's a different story. But yeah, it does really mess with you for a long time and you know now it's we just celebrated his uh, 10-year death anniversary and you know obviously things have gotten easier but that pain is still there yeah because as i'm getting older you know i'm experiencing you know i graduated high school i went to prom i graduated you know went to college and you know i'm getting older and eventually you know i'm probably going to settle down maybe maybe have a family get married i don't really care regardless either or yeah um but just having you know people that you love and care about miss those milestones it's Mm -hmm. it's always it's always pretty tough
0: yeah i would i From an outsider perspective, seeing it with my partner, like I can agree Mm -hmm. just seeing, you know, my partner went to school, got her degree in funeral science and like started doing all of that stuff and like hasn't been able to share that with her mother, which is like a very big, a very big thing, even though they weren't close. It was a similar story, Mm -hmm. you know, divorced parents. Yeah slightly estranged Mm -hmm. um but it's it's really out it i don't know how to word this grief (laughs) grief is really good at just ruining like (laughs) yeah (laughs) oh yeah yeah like Grief grief will make you feel like the biggest piece of shit. Oh, for, for sure. For stuff when someone was alive. that mm-hmm. like, like every reason you had to not talk to somebody while you were alive. Yeah. Or while they're alive. Like once they're dead, you're just like, oh, okay. Like...
1: Yeah. It's like, oh, I'll never get that back. Yeah. So, no, I feel that. Yeah. Oh.
0: So just a hard to pivot. Just because I'm curious, especially with just. Your history with death and multiple facets, be it, like, in person and then also externally mm-hmm. and then all of your your paranormal interaction. Yeah. What do you think would happen – happens to me when I die?
1: Ooh. Interesting. Biologically speaking, since I went to school for forensic anthropology at one point, you know, mm. I, I know what happens to the body by a lot, you know. Yeah. You're going to – you're going to decompose yeah. slowly, but I feel like your energy is going to astral project into another dimension, yeah. and everything that you've ever wanted and desired is going to be at your fingertips. I feel like you're going to be your own master.
0: Yeah, so like super heaven.
1: Super, yeah, I guess, if, if that's what you want to call it. You know, like I said, at the end of the day, we only have ourselves, so mm-hmm. I kind of view myself as... as my own god and in, in a way you know that probably comes off a little <laughs> it comes
0: so like so i'm a, i love and you can probably see with my small collection of books i love just different mm-hmm. religions and their interpretations of stuff and like, yeah the being your own god thing is definitely like a very Laveian satanist kind of uh, oh, okay interpretation granted they're more atheistic mm-hmm. with that but it's definitely like a semi Laveian like mm-hmm. Interpret also a little, a little Mormonistic. Okay. Mormon. Yeah. I mean,
1: I would describe it more as like physically, I am my own God, but spiritually, if there is somebody out there, that relationship is between us. Yeah. Um, Because, you know, on this physical plane, I only have myself at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. I have my own thoughts. I have my own, you know, uh, emotions, whatever the case is. And I. I'm essentially the one that dictates how my life is gonna pan out. You know, nobody is doing that for me. Yeah. Um, but you know, I would I would like to think that there is, you know, a higher power out there, whoever it is. You know, I would like to think that there is a so called heaven that we can go to. I would love to, you know, be surrounded yeah. by, you know, people I care about and whatnot. Um, but like I said, you know, that's something that w- Nobody is going to fully understand until you close your eyes and yeah. draw your last breath. So I think that's going to be the next chapter. You know, open up that book, see yeah. what happens, and do just kind of go with, from
0: there. With with the the projecting to another dimension, do you mm-hmm. think there's going to be interaction with whatever the we'll call it the entity? Whatever the entity is. I mean,
1: possibly. I mean, we're all made up of energy. I would like to think that the um, higher power, whatever it is, is also made up of energy. So, Mm. you know, maybe our energies will collide and we'll meet and go from there. But, um, yeah.
0: So with the... Because I'm kind of... Now I have a very morbid curiosity. With the tactile stuff, especially having... The background that you have in mm-hmm. forensic anthropology like yeah what's the nitty-gritty of what's gonna happen to me
1: so <laughs> so i mean i i have seen so texas state i don't know if you know this has one of six body farms yes yeah in the u.s and i think it has the biggest body yes. farm uh so i've seen what happens to a, bi- a body you know, biologically, Uh, I've seen live autopsies be performed and stuff like that. Um, So it depends on your circumstances. Like, do you want to go more of like, I I guess when you die, what do you want to, like, let's say you just die of natural causes and, you know, your family can plan something for you. Uh, do you want to be buried? Do you want to be cremated? You know what route do you want to take? Because that's going to play into it. Yeah. Compared to oh, uh, somebody murdered me, or I die out in the middle of nowhere. Uh, that's going to be more so that forensic anthropology like standpoint.
0: Okay. So I'll give you two scenarios. Okay. You can you can give one for both. Uh, the first one and the one that I demand is written in my obituary. I've told my partner strip club calamity is okay. how i want to go interesting <laughs> yeah. elaborate nope okay uh, <laughs> just a strip club calamity right on uh and then the second situation uh will be uh just exposure okay. uh, uh i read way too much walt whitman and henry david thoreau and i thought i could survive in the woods on my own and i couldn't mm-hmm. so of those two situations like what would each one look like
1: So, the first one, are are we talking about, like...
0: Natural causes.
1: Natural causes. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So, natural causes. um, If you were to be buried, I mean, obviously, there's going to be chemicals that are going to be pushed through you, um, and that's going to slow down the the decaying process a little bit. Mm -hmm. Um, But eventually, you know, you will... Uh, you're going to your body's going to start to bloat and you are going to uh, slowly decay. And I mean, nothing, you know, all that's going to be left is, you know, bone or whatnot. Um, that's if you were <laughs> in a casket, if you're cremated, obviously, you know, <laughs> yeah, that's a yeah. different story. Yeah. Um,
0: I assume just ash and bones. Just ash. I, yeah, just
1: yeah. ash and bone. And then if you want to release that into the wild or if you want to be buried, so be it. You know, some people yeah. bury their ashes um but in a natural standpoint like if you're you know walking through the woods oh no and you die um depending on the environment like let's say it's texas for you know an example uh texas is very hot yeah very very hot and that's going to amplify and speed up the um the decaying process especially since it's so humid and whatnot um so if you were in the middle of the woods What's more likely going to happen is that you're going to start off by bloating, um, and then your organs are going to start to burst, and then de- com- uh, the decomposing uh, process is going to take place. You're going to have uh, worms and maggots and you know bacteria start to eat away at your body. Um, there is a high possibility that animals are going to start feeding on your body, which is going to uh, shift your bones around and it's going to shift the placement of where your bones are going to be located yeah um that's something that a lot of people don't really think about when it comes to comes to stuff like that and that's what's interesting about texas state their body farm is that they allow nature to take its course so we can see what happens yeah yeah so sometimes we um we'll put cages over the body so you know animals obviously can't get in and we can see like a you know a normal decomposing process take place and then sometimes we just throw them out in the field and yeah. let animals just
0: let the yodis get to yeah
1: them. let them get to them so uh more unlikely animals will come start picking at you uh eating which is going to help amplify that that process yeah. uh your bones are going to shift around but yeah i'd say the process would to be fully decayed will probably take about maybe two weeks or so oh wow that's uh okay just given just given like this you know how humid and hot it is and then the animals of course i mean that's gonna spew things up yeah. a bit um i'd say maybe you know two three weeks probably just be left with some some fleshy bones
0: yeah that's crazy
1: That's <laughs> very very wild yeah yeah but if if animals weren't to take its course it'll probably yeah probably a couple weeks maybe to a month yeah or so just i mean it honestly just depends and is that like
0: is that like full decomp like to just the bones or or maybe like At what point will it become, like, not unidentifiable? Because I'm sure with, like, dental records and bone records and stuff, it's going to be a little easier. Yeah,
1: so that's the cool thing about forensic anthropology is that the bones tell you a lot about a person. And the whole point about forensic anthropology is trying to identify, you know, that person. Who were they? Um, So, but, yeah, I mean, just given, you know, the circumstances, it it just depends it differs for you know it differs for everybody um to fully get down to the bones though i mean it could take you know a couple weeks it could take you know maybe a few months it just you know just depends on that
0: i really like that as a turn of phrase like well to get down to the bones
1: (laughs) just to get to the you know
0: yeah i'm gonna start saying that to people instead (laughs) of brass tacks be like well let's get down to the bones let's get down to the
1: bones right two weeks (laughs) um but yeah i mean it just just depends on the yeah. on your circumstances but yeah it just i'd yeah, say a couple weeks a few that, months
0: that stuff has always scared me because my partner works in the funeral business mm-hmm. like for she's been there for two years now for that first year i couldn't hear anything about like handling decedents mm-hmm. like any of the like because when she was going to school she would tell me just like this is how they prep a body yeah and I'd be like, la 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 la. Mm-hmm. Please, please don't yeah, tell me I don't need I to lo- know what's it's... stuffed into my orifices.
1: Yeah, yeah, A lot of people don't realize what goes, you know, goes on during yeah. that process. But it's who yeah. It's extensive. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot, a lot to it.
0: Like when I was told about like the things that keep the eyes closed, mm-hmm. like it. Oh yeah. Like even and to the this, mouth. Yeah, yeah. Like even to with this podcast, trying to like confront death. Yeah. Like, the idea of somebody, like, playing isn't the right word, but... Um,
1: Manhandling Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Just somebody,
0: like, altering my body in those ways. Yeah. Like...
1: Yeah, I... That's interesting, too. That's something that I, I forgot about, too, is, like... Because I've never seen... I've never seen a body, um, you know, after the decomposing process, you know, if they were buried. You know, I've mm-hmm. never seen what they would look like. I mean, you're going to have... All that stuff, you know, yeah. stuffed into you too. So that's kind of interesting to think about. But, um, I forgot what I was going to say. What were we talking about? We
0: were talking about stuff being stuck into orifices and, like, just the way they prep bodies. Oh, yeah.
1: Yeah. So
0: it. Uh, yeah it's 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 wild
1: to think about yeah i don't know i i think i'm gonna probably go more the cremation route yeah i i don't know i just feel like it's a little
0: yeah my partner because like she has everything she wants done to her body Mm -hmm. like listed and like it's like in a google doc on -hmm. her phone like has access to like this is what you do with my ashes this is Mm -hmm. what you do with this stuff uh she has like all of her uh bank account and stuff information so that like yeah yeah when she passes nobody's locked out of any account so we can close everything Yeah, that's
1: really smart a lot of people need to do that and i've seen a lot of stuff going around online about how people should start doing that too but um oh yeah i remember what i was going to talk about i mean i i've talked to a few people who are in like in the funeral industry too and i'm like gosh you know like how do you do it and a lot of them say that you know at that point you just Look at them, and you don't associate a person with you know the body because I mean that's just what they are. I yeah. mean, there's you know consciousness. There's no you know nothing. It's just yeah. just the shell of who you were. Yeah. Um. So I think it's just very interesting how you know people in that field can kind of just flip that switch and just yeah. yeah. I don't
0: know how because like I've been to as an adult, I have been to two funerals, mm-hmm. and like both times it was very jarring to see someone i loved like be there but not be there yeah
1: yeah and that's something that i've always had a hard time grasping too because i've been to quite a few funerals you know and when you see them you're just like that's not so and so yeah you know that's not who i knew that's just they don't look anything like themselves it's just nothing yeah and that's kind of you know that's kind of interesting too because and that makes me wonder you know is it the energy inside of us that makes us who we are? Yeah. Not so much the body.
0: Yeah, it's definitely, you can do, like, very easy to do philosophy yeah. when like, <laughs> you're staring at a corpse. Like, yeah, you're just like, mm. Yeah, are we human? <laughs> <laughs> or
1: are we dancers? Yeah,
0: thank you. Yes, that's exactly what I wanted. Oh,
1: shout out uh brandon flowers
0: yeah I I do know for a fact um or I used to joke it used to be a, a stand-up bit of mine was being cremated and used in a fun run like a color run
1: oh my gosh <laughs> yeah. I love that yeah but that is so funny
0: I think I think that's technically illegal but yeah
1: but they don't know won't kill them.
0: yeah that's <laughs> yeah Hopefully not.
1: Hopefully not, right? <laughs> they breathe you in. They start choking.
0: <laughs> it would be fun if my, like, remnants of my corpse or something that killed someone else. Would that
1: be considered manslaughter I, at that point? They
0: can't charge me.
1: <laughs> All right. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That would be so funny.
0: I, that would be great, though, to have, like, just a pile of dust on, like, the stand. <laughs> <laughs> like, the jury's like, we find you guilty of first-degree manslaughter. They
1: just flush you down the toilet. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> they put you in like a jar, a mason jar, and it's just like in a prison cell.
1: That's great. Yeah. Oh my gosh, that'd be great.
0: Man. Oh. Chloe, thank you for joining me. Yeah,
1: thank you for having me. This was a lot of fun. Yes,
0: I really enjoyed it. Um before we go, I have every guest say one of my favorite Buddhist prayers. Okay. To kind of close us off. Yeah, sure thing. Uh that prayer is aging is normal for me, illness is normal for me, death is normal for me. Okay. So we can close this out.
1: So, aging is normal for me.
0: Illness.
1: Illness is normal for me. And death is normal for That's me. Awesome. Claire awesome. Montgomery, thank you. Thank you. <laughs>